Welcome to Opinion Havers. It's Tyler. A podcast for soft boys. Oh. That's right, Cody. You That's what it feels like. Yes. <laughs> it's what it's like every week for you. Cody, why am I hosting? I'll answer it. Don't don't say it. Cody might not even be oh, you spoke already. No. Cody, this is the first episode ever of Tyler's Trash. Mm. That means hopefully if we don't mess up our schedule, was it mean, Cody? Once a month, we're ty- we're doing a trash film that Tyler loves or just wants to make me watch. Yeah, <laughs> that second part is gonna happen more than once. I guarantee oh, no. you that. So, Cody, what does that mean? What does you know? There's a billion trash movies. I've brought up so many. We even did the Transformers movies. Mm-hmm. What? So what could I, as a wise, soft boy, pick as our inaugural episode movie. What, what makes someone a soft boy? I guess I'm just... I'm, apparently it's when you're young and haven't been kidnapped by the Ottoman Turks yet. Because they said the oh, boys were soft. Okay. Right. Yeah. Pre-kidnapping. Pre-kidnapping. So what do we watch? We watched Dracula Untold. Dracula Untold. Empirically... And critically, the best Dracula movie yes. that's been made. Oh, yeah. Nosferatu sucks. We all know it's a garbage film. The one with Gary Oldman, far too sexual. Exactly. All right? It was too much energy. Dracula Untold, perhaps not sexual enough, still, you know, the best Dracula movie. Right? Right. Some would say... The best movie. All other movies, <laughs> all other movies lead to this movie, Cody. For over a hundred episodes, this is what we've been working towards. Yeah, it's trying to get the credibility to be able to do a film of this caliber. Exactly, Dracula Untold. So, do you want to, or do I need to try to sum up this experience? Uh, I let me give it a shot. Okay, let me give it a shot. Forget everything you ever knew about Dracula. Vampires and vamps. Because we're diving into a Dracula, a new Dracula, a softer Dracula, a handsomer Dracula, and one that perhaps isn't the villain we all know him to be. Take a journey as we ride on the shoulders of the only man, man enough to play Gaston in a live-action Beauty and the Beast as he takes on the role of a lifetime uh, vampire guy. Vlad. Vlad the Impaler, yes. Yes. Vlad the Impaler, Dracula. I mean, I'd let him impale me. Yeah. There's one thing I learned from this movie. I think most girls would let him impale them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most. Not all. I'm surprised. Many well, men as well. Many many men. Do you have thoughts? But you got thoughts on you the You want movie? to hear my impressions of the movie? My first impressions? Yeah. My first take? Yeah. You know... Bailey was mad at me. She was, she was upset that I didn't think this movie was amazing. She was. She was like, "How?" And when you said we were watching, she said, "Finally, a good movie. Like, finally, we're watching, you know, something good." So, I actually I liked the movie. Yeah, you did. I didn't quite love it, but I did think it worked. Yeah, <laughs> like for for as poor as the critic reviews of the movie were and ever like as bad as the reviews were 
the movie works on a lot of levels yeah. for what it is. You know, it, it didn't blow me away, but I was, I mean, I was ready to be like slumped over my seat, checking the clock. And honestly, I didn't hit that point until like an hour and 15 minutes in when the movie was almost over. I was like, I, I liked it. I think it worked. I, I think it had more potential. I think there was, there was more it could have accomplished. And for that, I lament it. But the fact that it worked, I, I was impressed by it. Yeah. There you go. I will say many of the movies on my list for this show are movies that have no right being as good as they are mm. and could have been one of the best movies ever made. Had it been edited better or had the casting been like if they just a little bit one, bigger vision, if the you know, yeah. if it was just written slightly better, yeah, different cast. Okay, I see, I see you. Like this one, I honestly think if you change, like, if you change his swarm of bats, <laughs> which is from the trailer, which is a very cool scene, but if you just changed that to be smoke, the movie as a whole would have probably reviewed better. Yeah, sure. So, I love this movie. I've loved it forever. I would. I've watched it so many. There have been times I woke up in the middle of the night and been like, "This is the time," and watched this movie. How many times would you reckon you've seen this movie? At least twenty. Oh my goodness! Even like my favorite movies, I'd say Scott Pilgrim's my top ten, right? Yeah. I think I've seen that fourteen times. Yeah. Tell me, you've seen this more than I've seen my favorite movie. Yeah. So the movie I've seen the most probably though is still Dumbo, which if you remember when we recorded that podcast, I mm -hmm. texted my mom and she said, I've probably seen it a thousand times with no exaggeration. It's like all. your night, night, night movie. Is that right? It was for most of my childhood playing all the time as I sat in front of the TV <laughs> watching it. What was it about Dumbo that? I liked elephants. Mm. You know, they were cool. Yeah. And there's Dumbo. Elephants are pretty cool. I thought the crows were funny. <laughs> Going back and watching it, I think a lot of people who think that how they're like so wildly racist, they have not seen the movie they're in a not long time. Really? Yeah, I remember we talked about that on that episode. They're not like even a third as problematic as I think people yeah. estimate them to be. But uh we're talking about Dracula and Tolkien, yeah. Cody. So, is it time then? It's time, Cody. Come with me. Join hands with me. Morph into bats. A swarm of bats. Mm -hmm. Now, some movies are cowards and they have them turn into one bat. This one? No, no. They're like, turns into a swarm. A whole swarm. Conservation of matter and energy and such, right? E equals MC squared. It, That's right. Yeah. The radius is two times the uh, diameter. Yeah. So. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> so let's phase right into it, you know? Okay. Um, <laughs> I think the biggest, my biggest problem with this movie, you mentioned casting in the intro, and I think yeah. my biggest problem with this movie I only know so much, okay? I'm only one man. I only know so much about nations and nations that are over a thousand years old and what skin color people have. My thing was Luke Evans in this movie, Luke Evans is from the UK. I'm about 89% sure of that. He's probably British or Welsh, right? 
correct. Yeah, I can find out exactly. So in this movie, he plays, at first, like, oh, he's Turkish. I'm like, wait, no, it's Dracula. He's Transylvanian. Now, Transylvania is Eastern Bloc. It's like East Europe. Yeah. Is that right? Mm Mm-hmm. It's that, like, East Europe, Middle East kind of territory. Right. Then the Turks and Turkey is also in that vibe, maybe more towards, like, the Asia, Middle East part, right? Yes. Okay? The Turks. Like, four of the Turks were like, you look Turkish. And then everyone else is like, you are Scandinavian. (laughs) What are you? Like, there were straight up Norwegian Vikings in this movie fighting for the Turk, like, as, like, the main Turkish dudes. are like, yeah, I'm the number three guy in the Turkish army. I have blonde Viking hair. I walked off the set of Vikings. I walked onto the set of this movie, and I just ran with it, right? What was that about? And I, I have an answer, what I think the movie would answer, but you tell me. I mean, one, it was just probably the, uh, you know, casting whoever was convenient and not thinking that but also at the same time you gotta remember that like a lot of turkey and everything was the it was the eastern roman empire so there was a lot of not necessarily arab looking people Mm. as part of the turkish empire right but uh casting the same person you would cast as howard stark Mm. in a later film (laughs) it's probably not what you would want to do for the Turkish Sultan. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So, I mean, that was like the first hurdle to overcome. He's Welsh. He's Welsh. He's from Wales. So, yeah. Luke Evans is in this. They do, I think they do like the initial intro and then you got the little title sequence mm-hmm. and they did all those. That thing that was popular for like three years, maybe not even three years, like 18 months, where it was like, a really high resolution 3d image still and then you move through the image most famously i think done by the other guys for comedic effect remember the other guys oh yeah when they're in the bar singing all like the sailor songs and then like the night gets crazy and it's anyway they do that for the intro which i don't know kind of works and um <laughs> so i don't know Luke Evans is a gentle boy. He's the impaler, but he's not, okay? he Yeah, he impales people, but he's a good dude. He's got a lovely wife who looks Transylvanian, I'm sure. And Okay, explain to me this. So Transylvanian would be like vaguely Russian, Eastern European, right? I think, so the answer to your question is twofold, Cody. Okay. One, yes. Two, I'm sure they would be enormously offended if you said that to their faces. Right. If you said they were vaguely Russian. Well, that's like saying, you know, okay. (laughs) You know, Canadians, Americans look the same. Yeah. Exceptions of like style or whatever. You know, we're all white people that came over and inhabited a different nation. Right? I think they'd be more offended because of the centuries of killing each other you know what about it's kind of like going to a a japanese person being like you look vaguely chinese right yeah you know what i mean But at the same on the same token (laughs) you're not wrong asia (laughs) (laughs) asians have got a vibe europeans have got a it's all it's all what's the word not race ethnicity Ethnicity. you know yeah that's just how it works people from the same part of the world historically 
share some characteristics of the uh, skin and face and such. Yeah. So anyway, here's the thing though with the with you know like the Eastern European countries. Like if you told me, oh yeah, Luke Evans' uh, grandfa- grandparents all came over from Romania. Yeah. And immigrated to UK. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's the they, thing too. They are generic white people. I feel. Like. But then sometimes they're like tan. Yeah. They got that like tannish color too. So it's like it's hard. They run they run the gamut from like a light bronze to like the pasty white. You right. know. So you don't. I mean, my ancestors: Scandinavia, Ukraine, a little bit of UK. That's it. But like, I got the Ukrainian in me. Yeah, you do. I do. Yeah. So anyway. So, yeah. What I'm saying is, he's with his troops, they're coming back from, I don't know, a battle or like a weekend retreat or something, and they're at the river, and they pull, is it like a Turkish guy or Turkish helmet or some Turkish whatever? Yeah, helmet. And he's like, looking at it, and he's like, it was washed downstream. And Bailey, I don't know, Bailey thought it was hilarious that he said that. But it's, yeah, I mean, I get what he was saying. What he was saying was, this wasn't dropped here. It came from upstream, came downstream. Yeah. But she was like, but where else would it come from? The stream's running. <laughs> goes, yeah, it came down. Yeah, that's how the streams work. Things come down them. Yeah. So uh, what happened? Base. Oh, they found some Turkish soldiers that got killed by some sort of a beast or something. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, they're going to blame it on us. And that's going to be bad for us. So he comes back to his castle. And then the Turks show up in a bit. And they're like, hey. Yeah. What's this about? You killing people? He's like, I didn't do nothing. They're like, that's fine. Give us a thousand young soft boys. Yeah. We will take them for our army. Because Vlad the Impaler uh, in the movie, he, he was part of the Turkish army, and then he got to go back and do the thing. Yeah, he was a janissary. Like a gift. Like in Fargo season four, it's like, hey, you take my son, and it's like a pact. It's a, you know, I'm loyal to you. I'm a, I'm a subservient to you, right? Yeah. See, here's the thing. <clears throat> the movie does the thing that I love that seems to make everyone else hate the movie in that it kind of relies slash explain it relies on you having some knowledge of history and explains some of those things yeah. like it relies on you being like I know what Janissaries are hmm. nobody knows what Janissaries are unless you played Assassin's Creed Revelations or Age of Empires hmm. or you just you know history actually class. paid attention in the history class. Yeah. It, it's like, uh, yeah, because that's the whole, as Janissaries were like the most feared army in the world for a long time, but they were taken as children and like brainwashed into being completely fearless ultimate soldiers. And like Spartans, what it's like a hardcore warrior culture kind of thing, like yeah. raised to be. Yeah. And I, I grew to hate them in Assassin's Creed and I would go into their base all the time and I would kill them all. Mm. There's like 300 of them in there and you just stand there and kill them. But they're the only thing that could kill you in the game because they're so, they're so fast. Yeah, no longer soft. They're strong they, boys. No longer soft. They've become hard boys. Now here's the real thing about that scene, though. Not the number one guy that has the cool swords with no handle. You're just holding the blade of the sword. Not the other random dudes, but the guy that looks like a seventeen-year-old creeper. Hmm. I hate him, and I would have. N- Cut him out of the movie completely, and I think the movie as a whole would have been better. Yeah. Is that the one that was just creeping on people, like, doing the weird, creepy stare? He's doing this thing a lot, like, 
it kind of swayed Bob's his head back and forth. Snaky head sway. Yeah. Thingy. And he's like a foot taller than the rest of the Turks. Mm. And he's also the most blonde of the Turks. So he, he's that Viking guy I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, the super pale. With like the white. braided, like, kind of like a mohawk where it's like short on the sides, but then the top's like braided back into a Viking-y thing. I think the guy you're thinking of, was he the one that had the... Because there, there were like two or three swords. Viking-y guys. Was he the double, the sword, the dual wielding guy? I don't remember. Is that who you're thinking of? I think that's who you might be thinking of. There's a couple of them. Yeah, no. The guy that killed two vampires later in the film. Oh, yeah, what was that? Yeah. Anyway. Here's the thing about, here's the thing about Luke Evans and I. We both like baths. Yeah. He slides right into that tub, a little eye candy for us, and you know, you notice he's got scars on his back. He does that sexy shirt takeoff thing. Yeah. Um... Yeah. This is a pretty good time. I like baths. We're about to move. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a bath again. It's been over a year since I've lived in a house with a bath, and I'm excited about it. Luke Evans, me, you know, same person. But did you ever take a bath in your old house? Oh, all the time. Oh, yeah. After a hot, you know, if I did like uh, played some sports and got you know exhausted, if I felt very sick. Or if it's real chilly outside and you just want to get a nice hot bath. Those are those are the three main times I'm taking baths. So I did all... I mean, I never took a bath when you were... In you the know, bathroom? There. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that may be why you're doubting my bath-ness. Yeah. But having lived without a bath for a year, you know, I'm just ready for it. I mean, it's probably been five or ten years since I took a bath. I've not bathed. (laughs) (laughs) So you're a you're a shower boy. Shower boy. Wow. Well, I'm a big boy, you know, and the baths are small. Yeah, you gotta have a pretty big tub. That I mean, I am a I'm a small boy, so it makes it easier. But it is, you know, my last my last place was such a small tub that it's like so much less enjoyable. Yeah. My new place is like basically a small tub as well. So, you know, it's, it's hard. It's the part of the struggle. But I will overcome one day and have a, a big bath. Yeah. And you can use it. Oh, thank Here's what you didn't know about me. Oh. You thought I came into this movie having not even, you know, my only vampire knowledge is from Twilight. And I never watched the Gary Oldman Dracula. I, I said it was too sexual. Like, you know, that's what you think I don't know anything Right. But what you don't realize is that I have read the first 15 pages of Dracula, Bram Stoker's original novel. I read the first 15 pages. I enjoyed it. I just uh, never finished it. So I know a little bit. It did, honestly, the beginning of the movie kind of reminded me of that, though, because, like, they're going in the cart and things are weird. There's, like, Wolf Howling. They're like, what's going on? It's very dark here. We got to, what's this castle? Can we go? Is there anywhere we can go? And they're like, we're not going to. Anyway, it reminded me of the vibe at the beginning of the book, actually. From the first 15 pages, anyway. Worry about the wolves, and there's the guys with the claw marks, you know. That whole thing. So, yeah. Here's what I think. I think watching this, especially with specifically the tub scene, I'm going to pitch this to you. Okay. I think somebody played the Witcher and then said, <laughs> what if we just replace Geralt with Dracula? And I think that was their vision for the series of movies they were wanting to make. Mm-hmm. I think he was going to become... They wanted him to be almost like a monster hunter vampire, but he was Dracula, like the monster vampire that everybody hunted, mm-hmm. but he was hunting the bad monsters. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because the tub thing, 
the scars, so much of what he says is very Witcher-esque, mm-hmm. you know? So that's what, it's, it, that hit me more this time than it has in the past, that that's a, like what this feels like, is taking that kind of the source material, the historical and the Dracula stories and combining them with the Witcher. Yeah, yeah. And I love it. Mm-hmm. And I'm so mad that this did so poorly and movies like The Mummy and other like monster movies that have been made since have done better when they're definitely worse movies. Yeah, they're doing worse with more resources too. That's the thing about it, right? We kind of talked about that, you know, the Mummy thing. They're like, hey, uh, Tom Cruise, giant budget. And this one obviously is going to be a smaller budget. Luke Evans is less of a household name than Tom Cruise. The director, oh, do you want to hear about the director for this movie? Yes. This is technically his only feature film. He's uh, He directs commercials. Nice. So he's done commercials for Gatorade, Adidas, Guinness. So some really big like global brands. But he's mm-hmm. a com- And he's directed some other stuff that are like, oh, it's shorts or it's like, a, you know, one of those movies where it's like five short stories. But he's, this is his only movie he's directed. As a, I thought that was crazy. The guy directs commercials, gets one feature film. And, you know, just... It didn't feel like, and not that he did a bad job directing it, but it's just, you know, they didn't give it the care and attention to make it be more successful than it could have been, you know? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, that's the thing is people look back at this movie, right? And they think, oh, well that, you know, that was a flop. It wasn't. So the film cost $70 million to make Mm -hmm. and it made $217 million. Yeah. So it made quite a bit of money. It's not bad at all. It, I like I think if this movie were to be made come out like be made and come out today, it would have gotten like a sequel. Mhm. But for some reason in 2014 they were like cancel all the other plans. Yeah. You know. I not, don't cast Luke Evans in anything for at least 2 years. Don't ever give Senior Gary Shore I don't know why they called him Senor. That was weird, but they did. I wasn't. It's not me that made that call. <laughs> so I also have a question. Okay, right. So the Turks come in. They demand the thousand soft boys. Yeah. And he's like, I might have to do it. Doesn't want to do it. So we go, you know, he's going to go do his thing. He's going to try to plead and say, don't do it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. My question is, they keep calling him Prince. Mm-hmm. So who is the king he mm-hmm. is the prince. Yeah. He is married. He has a son. They're seemingly his father was abusive. Doesn't seem to be around at all. Who is the king? I don't think his father. His father wasn't abusive. First off, his father gave him away, which was a common practice back then. They even mentioned that. But he didn't seem to have love or like reverence for his father, no. and he also didn't seem to be around. So the, the I think. Historically, that region was ruled by princes and stuff. That there mm. wasn't a king, so it was just kind of like, why are they called prince? That's like, well, that's what the rulers. Okay, called. that's like if Joe Biden was the vice president. He was, the but vice there president. was. I, okay, so get out of here. <laughs> if he was the vice president, and then he's like his vice pre, you know, Kamala Harris is like assistant president. You know, you're like, yeah. why are why is there a vice? Just make him the pre. If there's a prince, then he's then there's. Why would you use the word prince if he's the acting as the king? Where's, don't call him a prince. Call him the the czar. Call him the the um, 
Well, they probably didn't call him a. They didn't Hold call on, him I'm prince. not done with examples. Call him the maestro, senor. You know what? Use the superlative title, right? I'm not wrong. I mean, call him the prince. He's at the top of the chain. There's a better word than prince. Above a prince is a king. There is no king. He's at the top. He's the prince. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, historically, so the prince of Transylvania, which is what he was, yeah, was the head of state of the principality of Transylvania. Mm-hmm. So, okay, let's talk about the word principality. So you got king of a kingdom. So is it it's a principality, so the prince is the top thing? Yeah. Well, what? I think, here's what you get. What makes, so what makes somebody an emperor? They got an empire. What makes an empire? Um... I don't know. They have an emperor. Yeah. Like a king in a kingdom, emperor, empire, prince, principality. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. But principality applies to things that are not princes. I'm just saying what? if I'm the ruler and I'm married and I have an heir, I'm going to call myself the king. But if everyone else has called themselves the prince. Furthermore. Okay, let's talk about playing cards. You got the king, the queen. Let's talk about face cards. Where's king, the queen, ace? jack, ace. A jack? What is the jack? jack king queen shouldn't it be a prince card no what's what's a jack what does it mean what does it mean with face google this what does it mean with the face card jack question mark what does it mean with the face card jack question mark that's what i want to know why isn't there a prince face card in playing cards what what does it mean? <laughs> the usual rank of jack is between ten and queen. As lowest face card, the jack often represents a minimum standard. For example, many poker games require minimum hand of a pair of jacks. So you can't play a pair of deuces? Guess not. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying symbolically, we made playing cards. Yeah. Who was the genius that went king, queen, what's next? A dude named Jack. Right? Explain it to me. So here's a Swedish, or not Swedish, a Swiss deck of cards from 1880 where it's king, ober, and under Ugh. of acorns. What? That was the suit. Don't, don't question. There's so many words on my screen right now, and I've read <laughs> none of them. You know, like when you're just scrolling. <laughs> uh, I want answers. In Italy and Spain, the... Unter and Ober were replaced by the standing knave and the mounted knight. Does that answer your question? But what is the jack? I know what a king is. I know what a queen is. I don't know what an ace is, but I'll give him a pass on it, right? It sounds like it was supposed to be a knight or a marshal. But why? It's just a name. What is a jack? I know what a king is. Queen. What is a jack? The more you say it, it doesn't even sound like a word. It's one of those <laughs> words. Jack. Jack. It's a name? Jack. Okay. It starts with a J, ends with an Ack. <laughs> I don't understand it. What is a jack? What is the jack? That's According a... to Wik- a jack or knave English decks pictures a man in the traditional or historic aristocratic or courtier dress, generally associated with Europe of the 16th or 17th century. There you go. So it's a dude in royal clothes? Um, what's a knave? I thought a knave was a bad thing. Isn't that a negative connotation? 
I just looked up nace, but it Are knew you... I meant knave. A dishonest or unscrupulous man. Another term for a jack in cards. Okay, so what? He's a he's unscrupulous. He's dishonest. He's a liar in royal clothing. Are you saying what is? Are it? we back? To... <laughs> I don't. A knave. You got your king. You got your queen, and then a liar. Uh, what? <laughs> I don't know. Uh. It's okay, a, I got it. Oh, I found the answer. Okay, you and all your words and you're looking. I found so it. So many words. As early as the mid 16th century, the card was known in England as the knave, meaning a male servant of royalty. The knave card had been called a jack as part of the terminology of the game. So, he's the king's servant. You got the king. Where's the queen's servant? Where's the Jill? Right? Yeah. The Jacqueline. So. I answered the question, I don't love it, and uh, it's fine. Also, why are we even doing numbers? It should be like, okay, you know you know, the 12 days of Christmas? Yeah. Everyone's least favorite Christmas carol that will never go away? There's 12 of those. Why don't we make those into playing cards? You got your partridge, right? And the tree? Yeah. That's, that's the one, which I guess would be the ace, probably. Okay? How many playing cards are there? 13 so we're missing one it won't work bag it okay it was a bad idea i'm just saying if this is going to be a cardinal ranking king queen servant then what is it king the the king's baker and then what's below that the blacksmith and then what's below that the sock maker right and then what's below the you know what i'm saying if we're gonna do a cardinal ranking then why do why not just do numbers why have face card? Why start with the numbers and then switch the system? I'm getting the sense that you're not nearly as outraged about me as... And there's four face cards. Okay, three have faces and the ace doesn't. So I just think we need to rework the whole system. What'd you find? Now that I'm you're just, speechless. I'm just, I'm now, that, like, now that I've opened your mind to the conspiracy, I'm just you don't awe. even know everything you knew was a lie. I mean, I'm just trying to find like a timeline to give you, but I mean, the short answer to answer your question, really, uh, from the beginning is, why is he a prince? Because there was more than just him as princes of Transylvania. He was just one. That's why he had like seven people. In Japan, you know, you had all these warring tribes, you know, you had people over smaller areas. You You may have had like a big emperor, but all these different... You know, clans have their samurai and they're fighting. So you got your leader of your area, but it's not like I'm the Roman emperor yeah. of everything. It's like, well, you're the ruler of this area, but they serve the Turks. Yeah. Now what you're getting at, because they've been conquered by the Turks, so he's not a king, but he is a prince and he has his area, but the Turks are going to ask for his supple boys. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. But so, he's over all of it. So there's but no king. Not. I don't know whatever there's no king there's never been a king why do you need a king <laughs> then okay if he's not the king then why isn't he the jack or the knave he's not a <laughs> servant to the king he's the prince okay he's like i see your card game and i'm not playing your game i'm gonna lock my armor in this monastery in the mountains and i'm gonna be a sweet boy now let me tell you let me bring it back to the movie here this movie and its theme around Vlad the Impaler and depicting him not as just a bad person, 
that enjoyed impaling people. There's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of people who are like, oh, he's a bad person. And there's people who are like, you're stupid. That's propaganda. He did that like once to threaten people and then he never did it again. And then there's other people like, he wasn't even real. And then there's other people that are like, I met him. And so, you know, you don't <laughs> listen to those last people. But the point is, the idea that he was a good person that did horrible, horrible things for a good reason. Because he knew that if he staked one village, ten more would surrender without a fight. Right. So he'd kill a hundred people to save a thousand people. And yeah. that even when they came and asked for his son and the thousand boys, because his son would have been raised as a ward of the sultan. You know, that's yeah. how these guys did it back then. It's not like he would have been, it would have been, he would have been raised hard and to fight, but it's not like he would have been a frontline soldier. Yeah. He would have been like a royal prisoner, I think is what they called him, uh-huh. to ensure his loyalty to the sultan yeah but he would have been raised fairly well and returned as an adult and allowed to go home and just like vlad rule. returns yeah. to rule um so he may have you know fought and stuff but he wouldn't have he would have been like a leader like a that you know so it's all this thing like but him warring with this well his father was a good leader or a good prince so he gave up the boys to save the kingdom mm-hmm to save the people from the wrath of the sultan, he gave up the boys, including his own son. And him saying, well, the right thing to do is not to force a thousand boys into this warrior slavery janissary corps, you know, mm-hmm. but to stop them. But the good thing as a leader is to sacrifice a thousand boys for the peace of the king of the yeah. principality. Yeah. And then, you know, going back and forth on what should I do? The right thing or this, the like better thing for the kingdom? He wanted peace. Yeah. He wanted peace for the kingdom and uh, wasn't going to get it. Yeah. I think the biggest crime of this movie, going a little bit, tracking back a little bit to casting, is that Oscar Isaac wasn't cast as anyone. Because he would have made a great Turk. Yeah. He would have been great as the Turkish ruler guy. He would have worn the beard better. And uh, I would have liked that. Yeah, he wouldn't have tried to do quite the accent. Because here's the thing. Also, I think his complexion just makes it more... Because like, the tan on the Howard Stark guy yeah. was just a little bit 300. You know, the leader... Yeah. The, when you're like, this is too much. You could If you scaled it back three shades, it would have been perfect. Well, it's also like... It's like they told him, like, all right, here we go. Here's Let me pitch the scene to you, whatever that actor's name is. Mm-hmm. You are the Sultan, Mehmet the something, right? Mm-hmm. You've got Vlad the Impaler here. You guys grew up together. And I always remember, for some reason, I always have it in my head that they like, oh, they were friends. Because he grew up in the house of the Sultan, you know, so they would have known each other. But this movie, I forgot, like, he throws it out as like, Vlad got to go out and fight and lead troops and wage war. And the, you know, the Sultan, as a little boy, always looked up to him and wanted to go out and do that and thought, you guys are so cool that you get to go out and lead these Janissaries in war. Mm-hmm. And now, because you guys wouldn't play with me, I'm going to take your boys. 
You know, it's almost like that's like his attitude. Yeah. Which I, for some reason, I always think like, oh, they were friends. And it's more like, no, no, you were a douche to me growing up. Yeah. Because you were the cool soldier and I was just some, you know, spoiled brat. Right. But, uh, so anyway, so they tell him. He's British, by the way. Dominic Cooper, the guy who played, the guy we're talking about, he's British. So it's just, I don't know. But it's like, they're like, all right, here's Dracula. And then Luke Evans comes up and he's like. Hello, and his very like accent, but it's just his. It's just Luke Evans' accent. And then he's like, "Got it." Hello, I'm here. I am the Sultan. <laughs> and it's like yeah. somebody. The director should have been like, "Stop! What are you doing?" Yeah. No one else has an accent in this movie. Mm-hmm. The the Turks you sent don't have an accent. None of the Transylvanians have an accent yep. except for the creepy dude. There's one other person doing an accent, and it is the creepy roach-esque like little rat guy right yeah like why are you going so hard in a russian accent when you're playing a turk it's a fair question it bothers me every time he's just like going 110 percent. i know i was i was like not even into him as the villain i was kind of just like all right let's get on let's see the vampire stuff because i'm not super concerned with the main but you know i was more concerned about like the master vampire guy i was like yeah let's do that and sure you can fight the turkish army i don't care about dominic cooper and his you know his like super spray on tan thing he's doing if they had kept that leader of the like because there was that one guy right the guy that first came to ask for the thousand boys yeah and they pitched him as like he was kind of the local guy the local representative of the yeah the sultan and that he showed up to get the Everything, you know, if they had made him be the guy that you saw, You're like feuding with him instead yeah. of just like, yeah, what well, you did kind of split it, right? Because you're like, okay, he's one after the boys. You guys had that confrontation and you're going to confront with him too later, but then you're also against Dominic Cooper's character. Yeah. Like, have it be maybe Dominic Cooper's there. He goes to see him to say, hey, can you please call this off? Like, we grew up together, you yeah. know, and then him say no. And then, the, but the person leading that army into the valley would have been the other guy. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been better. Yeah. Because it would have focused it on one. Yeah, especially because the movie isn't long. It's like a 90 minute in and out adventure. And so trying to deal with like the politics of, you know, who's the real, who's the key, who am I focusing as like the villain, you know, it makes yeah. it, it's hard. It's 90 but, minutes. You got to know yeah. what you're doing in I, and out. I have also, the more I watch it, the more I feel like the real villain of the movie, that I think if you made the movie, like if you wanted to make this movie like a genuinely great movie, which I don't really ever think that was their goal. Yeah. I think they were just trying to make a quick, cheap action movie. You would make it a little bit longer and make it to where, the oh yeah, there's like still keep, oh there's the Sultan, he's come with his army, there's the local regent or whatever, he's a douche and you hate him but the real villain is vlad trying not to like the villain is the vlad the impaler struggle. yeah versus vlad the prince mm-hmm. you know like yeah. that's the real good guy bad guy there yeah because it's him striving not to put on that armor and become vlad the impaler again mm-hmm. you know and so then I mean- for for like the chief quick movie that is like a little bit deeper print you know it's like an internal struggle thing it's not just a guy fighting a battle and 
So that does, I mean, you know, it does give the movie more dimension and makes it work a little bit more, I think. Yeah. Because you even see him offer up himself in exchange. He's like, you take me, you know I'm worth a thousand boys. Right. You know, I am, people, like, because he, the guys tell him, you know, like, I know who you used to be. Because they, like, mistranslate his name and they're like, you're Vlad, son of the devil. Like, mm-hmm. that's the reputation he had in the yeah. Empire. Yeah. And so he's like, you know, I'm more worth more than all this. Yeah, and that's part of the peace. That's why it's been so peaceful, right? Because no one's gonna mess with him. But then when it comes to the Turks being like, all right, now pay your devotion to us, and you know, that's that sort of sparks the rest of the event and him seeking the rest of the events and him seeking more power. So he does, you know, they do go up to the vampire's cave. A couple guys die. He just makes it out alive. Yeah. And that's his idea, right? He's like, you know what? If I can seek that power, then I I can defeat those Turks and save my son, save the thousand boys, keep peace. So yeah. I did think it was an it was an interesting premise, like that struggle. I thought it was interesting. You know, they go back, so he returns to the mountain to go to the cave to seek out the vampire guy, and that was so funny because the first time they're like, "All right, what's going on? Let's track what happened." You know, we went in the cave, and that was a bad idea. And then when he goes back, there's like lightning, it's dark, and he's like straight free climbing the rock face. Yeah. I was like, is that how he got there the first? Didn't they like ride up on horses the first time or something? Well, they, they had to walk up the mountain, but it shows it's them very dramatic. Going up. It just cuts to them on a path right in front of the And then instead <laughs> the second time he's like climbing right at like where the you know, up to the path. I was like, yeah. Which That's I've always not. thought, like, I guess they could have climbed, but at the same time... Full armor free climbing up. <laughs> yeah, at the same time, like, you would have wanted to show at least them climbing a little bit right. <laughs> the first time to get yeah. that. But it does look super cool. The, it is, yeah. the storm and his cape You know, flowing. with the 90 minutes, I think they had a few shots. Where, like, you know, we just got to go for the cool. It's got to look cool. We're just doing the cool thing. I'm not super worried about the continuity of this. But yeah, I just thought that was funny. If you look at this movie purely as... At all times, did they just do the coolest thing? Did they have the option of the better choice or the cooler choice? They always went with the cooler choice. Yeah, and it's I respect like, that. Yeah, sure. You can make an auteur movie. You can do the fine dining, the subtle flavors, or you can just get you a bag of like flaming hot Cheetos. And it's like we're not going for you know we're going for the most. We're packing in the flavor, and you get it. Yeah, I think that's what they went for. There's a part of this movie where, and maybe it's it's one of the subsequent scenes, right? So he's gotten the power from the vampire, which, well, I guess we should address that scene, right? Mm-hmm. So he goes in the cave, the vampire's like, yeah, you're not leaving here alive, obviously, dumb boy. And they kind of go back and forth a little bit. It's interesting. I thought they did a good job, like very creepy. You could tell he was like a Dracula vampire dude, but like yeah. he's been in it for a long time. He's very, you know, he's much less human, much more monster-like. I thought they, I mean, the character design of it, I thought was pretty good. Yeah. I thought they nailed that. Same. I think the rules were interesting, right? They go yeah. back and forth. He's mm-hmm. like, tell you what, I'm stuck in this cave, you know, drink my blood. You'll receive a taste of my power. Um, I, this is what I didn't understand till later in the movie. So he says, you know, drink my blood, you'll receive a taste of my power. If you can resist human you know, drinking human blood for three days, then my understanding was, oh, you won't be accursed, but you'll, you wouldn't be cursed like me, but you'll still have the power. But I guess what the rules actually were is 
you will, you know, if you drink the blood, then you'll stay like this forever. But if you don't drink the blood, you return back to your normal state. That's what I didn't yeah. understand. And like their initial meeting, yeah. then it became clear later. Which I think that's something that's also from the Dracula story too. That's not commonly brought up. It's usually like you're a vampire, you're now a vampire. Mm-hmm. But I think that's usually the thing, right? It's like if you can resist this burning hunger, because mm. it's usually described as like you're like you're veins are on fire or something Mm -hmm. like that's usually like they try to make it sound incredibly painful to not drink human flesh or not human flesh you got melted down yeah you got a little smoothie you know a little protein shake i've seen liquefy it i've seen the yeah you got it i can't remember there's some disease they there's two episodes of csi where they have it where it's like where people think vampires came from so basically like it's like think about all the the junk of uh, leprosy, mm-hmm. but the only way to not do it is to drink human blood. Okay, because yeah. it refreshes your proteins or something like your body, okay. or your body tears itself apart. All right, cool. It was one of those. Yeah, except the lady killed people and made smoothies out of them. <sighs> nice. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Drinks the blood, and uh, the other part of it is. If he does drink human flesh, then that means the master vampire. <laughs> Did I say yeah. <laughs> human blood? If he human. does drink human blood, then the master vampire will be free to go and seek revenge on the person who turned him into a vampire, and yeah. that cycle will kind of carry on, right? So it's like vampires will be pitted against vampires, you know, but he's yeah. going to go find his master where he's confined to the cave or whatever. Yeah, which that's always an interesting thing. I wish they had, because I think they had like three or movies or something planned for this. They had at least plans for another one. Yeah. Where, because he was pitched by that priest guy as he summoned a demon from hell to give him his power. There mm-hmm. wasn't a vampire before him. But then, like, you brought up the thing of, like, well, he got, what if that was just them saying he made a deal with another vampire? Yeah. I see you watching my hand. Yeah. Because it's moving. <laughs> as i talk yeah whipping around like that so that would be kind of cool and that's why that vampire you see later when they like cut to modern time is following dracula around because he's like one day he's gonna come and try to kill me and destroy me yeah but then he makes it out as like well this guy's playing like the good versus evil game mm-hmm. you know and he's evil and he wants to start causing some ruckus oh yeah and yeah so so we go on to the next scene and He's got, Vlad has the super strength now. He's got that vampire strength. They go into a battle and he's like not wearing any sleeves. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, battle time. And then he turns around and all of a sudden he's got like a full cloak and sleeves on. I was like, bruh, don't yeah. show up with Luke Evans. Get his arms all pumped up for me, sleeveless. And then put sleeves on him two seconds later. What was that about? Did it just like, was did, there like, was that a continuity error? It was, just... it was one of those things where like, oh, we got suited up for battle. We we're like, oh, okay. did he need to? Because it's not like he put on armor. He was like, I've got a sleevey cloak on. You're like, what? You, you got to have the cloak so he can whip it around. I get, I mean, I'm just saying if you're going for the eye candy yeah. thing, if you're going for the coolest thing, sleeveless buff man is cooler to me than man with cloak, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That was one instance where I was like, you can go for the strong flavor, you know? Yeah. I just so when they were in the cave, real quick, the whole him becoming a vampire thing. First off, I oh gosh, I had his name. Let me Charles Dance is a treasure. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. In every movie. He's, he's in, in Game bad. of Thrones. He's in Mank. He's in Godzilla. He's in the good Ghostbusters movie. Don't at me, okay? The new Ghostbusters is better than the old Ghostbusters. If you don't agree with me, then you're a chauvinist, all right? I believe that wholeheartedly. Here's the only thing. The only problem with the new Ghostbusters movie, they were like, you know what? We're going to get four of the funniest women today, four of the funniest women actors and comedians we're going to throw them into a movie. It's going to be hilarious. Everyone's going to love it. The only thing wrong with that movie, the last 30 minutes isn't very strong. Yeah. It's a funny movie. It's great. If you watch the original Ghostbusters, it's weird. It's too horny. And it's not as good as everyone remembers. It was just everyone grew up on it, so they loved it. Yeah. I've rewatched it. It's a fine movie, but it's not, it's not as good as you think it is. And then everyone saw the new one. They're like, the old one was better. It had dudes in it. You're like, well, no, the new one's funnier. It's better. I like it. Anyway, Charles Dance is in that one. Don't at me. Ghostbusters with uh, Kate McKinnon, Kristen Wiig, Melissa Mc- Leslie Jones, Melissa McCart. You hear that cast? That's a win, all right? Yeah. That is a win. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's very funny. It's a little spooky. They nailed it. They just didn't, it just didn't finish strong. Yeah. The last 20, 30 minutes were a little weaker. It wasn't even bad. It was just weaker than the first. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. Charles Dance is in it. We like Charles Dance. Yeah. So when he turns Luke Evans into a vampire, yeah, I, in my mind flashed the scene from what we do in the shadows of the film, not the mm. show, mm-hmm. where the guy's talking about it, uh, Peter turning him into a vampire. Because uh-huh. uh, they have one, you know, one of the vampires is like old Nosferatu yeah. style vampire. And he's like, and this winged beast comes out, takes me to his castle and drains my blood. And then he feeds me his blood. And he's like, hovers over me he's like now you are vampire and that was peter (laughs) (laughs) and i just had this thought of like luke evans and charles dance in another movie and they're like yeah and he's describing all this he's like yeah and that was charles here yeah (laughs) and it's like just the same kind of for some reason i was just like oh gosh it kind of killed the mood of that moment where he like he takes his skull and smashes it and fills it with his blood and like and now you die, and that's it. Like he just every line he delivers is so cool. Yeah. Like when he's like, "You think you're a monster? You have no idea." And that's another element to this too, right? We talked about the first Turk emissary guy, pretty good. The leader Turk guy that ends up being more the villain is okay, not very good. But then you have Charles Dance being amazing, and he's just teased as like, "Oh, he's gonna be the you know he's gonna be in the next one." Then they never made it like, "Why wasn't he just the villain in this one?" You know, like it just stinks that. Yeah. Like you, you were setting something up. You had some good choices going on, but you never got to pay them off. Yeah, but I do like that. I because I we know I was saying that I thought he the real struggle is supposed to be between Vlad the Impaler and Vlad the Prince, where it's son of the devil versus yeah. son of the dragon mm-hmm. kind of thing. And because he does it, he drinks the blood, and then that guy goes out, and that's the first. Right after that is like the first time he says. He's the son. He's Vlad, the son of the devil. Yeah. Like he introduces himself as like mm-hmm. that. Like, so I thought that was kind of cool. That there's so many of these little points that it's like if it was better written or shot, like if they pitched it as not a, just a cheap action movie, yeah, would have stood out more. Of like that guy's like the representation of him letting out the monster. Yeah, because he let out the monster in him for sure. I mean, and you talked about His the son. writing. The guy who wrote out the team that wrote it also wrote like Power Rangers. So they yeah. weren't. You know, I, I don't know. I, I wish they could have stepped this movie up 
and made it a two-hour movie and given it a little bit more intensive writing. You know, not like a full Oscars, Oscar run writing attempt, but they could have, they could have stepped it up one or two notches, I think, and gone for more. Yeah. They had the foundation for that. Yeah. It's, it's such a good movie that could have been a great movie. Yeah. Like, it could have been one of the ones that, like, you people go out and bought it on, like, the Steelbook Blu-ray thing, and you still have it as... And they, like, re-release it in 4K. It could have been that level of movie. Right. But it's not. And that's disappointing. It is disappointing. So Vlad is now Son of the Devil. He comes out, and he is crushing people, right? He's oh, got yeah. that super strength. I wrote that, like, get this man on the Chiefs, all right? We need an O-lineman, like... <laughs> Get Luke Evans in here. He power through anybody. That's what I thought. I was like, get this man in the NFL. All right, yeah. that's that's the force he's got. So yeah, he does attack all the the Turks there. Yeah. Oh, he he rips right through them. They do like the sword thing. Um, oh, I was gonna ask about this, the silver thing. Isn't that a werewolf thing? It's any so like with all those supernatural creatures, all of them silvers, uh, pure silvers, bad for them interesting they don't like it so okay so he fights some people you know the first night he fights a bunch of people off and then like some sort of a rastafarian bat fan pops in the forest and is like did you he was the same guy who showed them to the helmet i don't know if you remembered that so he found the helmet i didn't even connect that yeah and he's like i left it where i found it like i didn't move this thing yeah yeah so but yeah, he's like worships vampires, basically. He's a vampire stan. Yeah. More of a vampire simp. Vampire simp. What What else is he in? He looks so familiar. And yeah. I'm trying to find him amongst all these blonde boys in the cast. Um, it is not here, I can easy. tell you his name. But he looks like a guy who's in like a lot of comedy TV shows, but I don't think that's him. But yeah. he, he looked Rastafarian. Can we both agree on that? That was my uh-huh. thought. He's like maybe a gypsy, maybe Rastafarian, just like a real Bob gypsy. Marley fan. I'll get I'll get gypsy. But <laughs> He's that, a Rasta. I'll you know who he is. Um, gypsy rude boy, maybe. Here, I'm trying to find you his. Uh, oh, it's Skel Sh- Skelgim. No, what the S H K E L G I M. That the character or the actor? That's the character name. So if you like look at oh. the oh. list there. This is him? Might could might be. Is that him though? Yeah. I liked the so like oh. real quick, I just want to shout out the scene where they're like gonna do the trade. This is another part where I was like, Oh, I think the person they like they took a lot of notes from I think the Witcher had come out by this point or the no. older games. The games, that, yeah. The games were out. I, I mean the books were definitely books. out. <laughs> yeah um but like the because the uh the scene where they're like at the tree and then he kills everybody is this thing that i think happens in every witcher game so the witcher 3 came out Mm -hmm. after but witcher 2 had come out but like so they were he was gonna trade his son gonna do the thing is that the good ruler would do and then they're right there and he just turns to his son he's like run to your mother and then he just mercs like a half a dozen dudes. Yeah. Like it's That's nothing. pre-powers, right? That's pre-powers. Yeah. yeah. So that's, which is the most, is so satisfying because that's the guy I think 
what guy that he kills is the guy that says, I know who you used to be. The yeah. guy that he pins up against a wall. And then he just kills him. And then he does the thing where he like plants the sword in the ground to like, and then the guy falls, drives on his neck through the deck, the sword through his neck. There we go. I got there. It's very cool. I get all flustered. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he just killed all these guys. And then one of the, like right after that, the old guy who I love that he's supposed to be the old guy. That's like, I talked to things when one, he came, he left as a child, came back as an adult. Mm-hmm. So no one in Transylvania really taught him things. Yeah. And two, I'm pretty sure the guy is this, he looks, it's like they cast someone the same age as Luke Evans and they're like, we're going to give you a coat and you're going to walk with a limp. So you're the <laughs> old guy. Oh gosh. Yeah. You know yeah. who I'm talking about? Yeah. The guy who, when he turns them all into vampires, went nuts immediately. <laughs> He's like, we're all vampires. We've won. Now we're going to kill your son. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. He's like, you can't protect them all. And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe he can Maybe at this point. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Maybe he can. Also, you're the same age. You're not this old sage. That one drives me nuts. Yeah, no, that guy That guy didn't know anything. You know who would have been better in that kind of a spot? Who? Uh, what's, was it Ian McShane? Is that the guy that... Probably. Because he's like looks young enough where he can still do stuff but he look he definitely looks older oh yeah 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 the guy he's in deadwood he's the dad yeah. in hot rod he's in uh pirates of the caribbean john wick yeah that yeah guy. like him i would have probably cast someone like him yeah in that role because late if they're yeah, like well later right. you got to be able to move and fight and stuff in this big scene he i think he's born he in do it. 1942 ian mcshane was yeah he's older than my parents that's crazy I don't know how old he was. He's older than your grandparents. I mean, he's forever locked in for me in like 2000, 2000, what, 2008, 2009. Whenever Hot Rod came out, that's how yeah. old he is in my brain. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I the vampire thing is, I, I got a little lost in the plot, right? Because I told you, I didn't, I didn't realize I was like, oh, he turns back to normal after three nights. And then I kind of got lost too when it was like, it's the last night. I was like, wait, is it? How many nights has it been? Like, yeah. I got a little lost in the weeds there, which is fine. You know, I struggle sometimes. We get to the big battle, right? The Turks are there. They sent a huge army, and he's like, all right, I'm Vampire Boy. I got to crush everybody. And um, you pointed out, because they... Boog has blessed Boog you. here. I've been blessed by him. Um, so they report back to the Sultan, right? They're like, oh, the, the guys are terrified of this monster that just ripped through the army you already sent. Yeah, the army, he beats the entire army that's sieging, sieging the castle. They send a thousand guys. And then after he kills those thousand dudes, as he's done, all the all the Transylvanian people show up. It's like, yeah. what are you doing? How, <laughs> a, how fast did you kill those people? Or B, how slow were they to, to come out? Yeah, which would you, I think, Bailey said, oh, now they come. And I was like, well, it's only been 45 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like he killed those guys so fast. Yeah. That, I do want to ask you, what do you think about that scene where he like stabs a guy with a sword and then you see him killing people in the reflection? I mean, it was cool. Like it could have been dumb, but I think it worked. Like it was one of those elements where you're like, I don't know, it all works together. And then like as the guy hits the ground, because you're watching it through that guy's eyes, looking at the sword, he pulls the sword out and kills another guy with it. And it's like, oh, and then the guy's eyes shut, which I think does a good job of like saying it shows without having to do the thing where they speed everything up shows how fast he's mowing through these guys. Yeah. Like he killed like 50 guys before this guy hit the ground. Yeah. 
So, but then, yeah, I like that scene a lot. I thought it was cool. Yeah, there are some cool scenes, and the fight scenes were pretty good all together. The bat thing, he transforms into bats and kind of teleports around and does his thing. I mean, I did like him as as far as like as far as him being Dracula. I think it worked. I think if you were to make this movie now, <clears throat> I would have gone a lot more. I think John Wick really changed how movies do fights because they showed how much better it makes your fight scene look when you show a fist connect or a bullet go through a person before yeah. you cut away because just people don't do that because it's a lot more work yeah it takes a lot more work to make it look good and not have to do all the cutting away which i feel like i've noticed a lot of movies right now be like they do that but instead of where before it's like okay well he's gonna fight one person's gonna fight a hundred people and before they would have shown him kill a hundred people. Now it's like, all right, you get kind of an up close view of like maybe two or three guys dying yeah. and then they cut away or they go to a wide shot or something. And it's like, you saw it. Then he did the rest of them, you yeah. know, and it looks better mm-hmm. than just being like, here it is cut to the end of the fight, you know, yeah. like make that smaller scene. But so they're terrified of him. And then they're like, well, they can't be scared of it if they can't see it. Right. So they march with the blindfolds. Which is something they would do, but it's more to treat them. It was more to teach them to march in unison. Yeah, I don't know. That so, was, I but didn't, I didn't need any of that. They're like, you can't fear some if you don't see it anyway. We're marching blindfolded. Like, well, yeah, I don't know. It didn't do anything, and it didn't help them. Didn't do anything for me personally. I was like, all right, yeah, you march blindfold. I don't care. Something I picked out this time that I haven't really thought of before. I think because you were calling that out was. So Vlad does the thing where he notices he can, he's like, oh yeah, I can control bats and creatures of the night and stuff. Yeah. So like he does this bat swirling around the castle, which it seemed to me a lot more before I've always been like, oh, it's him leading up to the punch where he punches the ground with the bat fist. Yeah. But this time I noticed where it seemed like he was like, you know, where... He notices they're not stopping or do they're not reacting to the bats swirling around it around uh, the castle. Okay, and then he shifts to attacking because it. it didn't. Yeah, like I didn't. Was, I didn't notice that because it didn't do any payoff for me. But yeah. that makes sense. Like that. he was trying to be like, look, you guys are like coming to fight the son of the devil, and yeah. you see the bats, but because they're all blindfolded, they don't see that. Doesn't scare them, so he has to attack them. Yeah. So, yeah, big old fight. And, you know, they're like, the sun's literally about to come out. It's all over. Gimmick's up. Um, he's going out, and he starts turning people into vampires. Yeah. Well, so he, uh, so they send, like, a little unit up to sneak into the castle, and they yeah. take his son and kill his wife, like, throw her off the edge of the yeah. tower that they're on. And No guardrails whatsoever on that tower. Who... Whose idea? Like, it's not up to OSHA standards. It's not up to code. I don't understand what they were thinking. I mean, now it's got a guardrail. But, so... Dogs fighting in the hallway or something. Oh, yeah. But, uh... So, like... Then he tries to catch her as she's falling, and he can't quite get there. So he stops. That, like, shuts him down. You know? Yeah. Which, he says earlier, he says, I'll fight... She says, I'll fight to you, beside you until death or something like that. Mm. And then he says, your death would end my fight. 
So he's sitting there cradling her. Then that allows them to get into the monastery and kill everybody. Yeah. And then she's like, "Well, I didn't. That's something I didn't it. understand. Is that so? She's falling. We don't see her hit the ground. We see that he was rushing to catch her using his flying bat thing. I was just confused because I was like, they didn't show her. She looks like she's dying. Yeah. So I was like, okay, she must have hit the ground. Except she probably would have just instantly died from that height. So I was like, oh, did he save her? Or was it just like she was going to die anyway? And so she asked, or is it like, oh, I'm, I'm not dead, but you should take my blood anyway and just save the kingdom. That's what I was. I was like, you didn't. Is she dead? Is she not dead? What is what's going? What exactly is she? Is she ending her life? Is her life ending anyway? That's what I didn't get. So I here's what I think. I think she was dying. They were like, oh shoot, a fall from that height would literally like she probably wouldn't have been recognizable as a human at that point. Mm. So anyway, he's cradling her and she's <laughs> yeah, that, dying. You yeah. know, like I, that's what I think kind of, they, that was yeah. one of the moments where they're like, um. They should have had her get like stabbed or something and then he caught her at the last second, but then, oh no, she I didn't know she was stabbed. She's going to die anyway, you know? Yeah. She did get punched in the stomach. Yeah. Which I always have felt like, I bet there was a scene that got cut out where she's pregnant or something. And that's why that was yeah, like they a did. big deal. Earlier, he's like, oh, well, take your son. Not a, The Turkish guy was like, take, not a big, if you're virile, it doesn't matter. It's like, you well, I think if he was virile, he would have more than just one 14-year-old boy. Right. Yeah. You know, like, also, <laughs> we didn't talk about this. The wife. I was going to say. Looks know. like four years older than the son, maybe. Like, she looks like 17 to 20. Luke Evans is obviously like 35, 40. And it was one of those things you're like, my son, you're like, your son is almost as old as you. Yeah. She did, I don't, I'm sure the actress just looks young because she's been in, she's been acting for a minute. But it was just one of those things you're like, you don't look. Yeah, she's very, like, she is short and she looks very young. Ages were just a little bit off. Yeah. It was also like they cast a kid that, like you said, is looked like he's, you know, early teens. When yeah. he's maybe supposed to be like a small child. Because that's the thing is they would have taken, they would have wanted. <gasps> You've been blessed by Boog. Boog. He's here. He's on you now. Boog has blessed me. He doesn't know what to do with that cord in his face though. I know. The cord's like, not. I can't go left. I can't go right. Here so. you go, Boog. You can come over here. Um, yeah. So I think maybe he was supposed to be younger than he looked. I mean, so okay. she looked young and he looked I'm old. I'm doing some quick math. The actress was born in 87. <gasps> which means... At the time of the movie, she was 28, 38, hold on. It's 2014. 2014, so 7 plus 37? That's not right. That's not right at all. 27. 27. So, she would have been 13 when she had him. You know, you're right on that line. I guess... Reasonable for the time, I guess. Yeah, at the time, sure. That's right. You're right there. You know? Yeah. So anyway, what are we talking about? Uh, him, the, him turning everybody into vampires. So now, anyway, right? gets out of hand real quick. Everybody's a vampire now. Army's fighting. Cloud is covered. He drinks her blood. So he's like, all right, I got the power. So here we go. Yeah. They crush the army. And then the vamps are like, sweet, now let's eat your baby boy. And he's like, that's not cool. Unleashes the sun. The monk comes. His monk brother or something comes. His monk brother. Well, oh, I thought they said they maybe his brother because he's a church, but I'm yeah. pretty sure he's like my younger brother. No, no, brother is in church thing. I thought he said my younger, my older brother. 
No. Mm-hmm. You may have seen it 20 times, but I saw it once. Yeah. Anyway, so he comes, saves the boy. He's got the cross, so he's, you know, protecting yeah. all the vampires. The Sultan does a real pro move before that while they're killing his oh, entire he, army. He pretends to... He's got someone else. Oh, the Sultan's in his tent, and he has scattered silver coins everywhere. So he's like, come find yeah. me, bro. I got, got silver here. You're going to be weak. Yeah, he's got bags of silver hanging that he can slash with his sword. Which was His so sword extra. is silver. Gosh. Wait, yeah, so it's like... What I always think is like, okay... So you obviously know the rules of the vampire. You have looked into this. So you knew that you were going to lose tens of thousands of soldiers against right. one vampire. If there was only one. Yeah, yeah. And you still were like, I'm... And he's his whole thing is like... The whole reason he's not like taking up Vlad on his offer to come and fight for him is that he needs soldiers. So he's like, I know what I'll do. Spend a hundred and one thousand soldiers yeah. to get a thousand boys because I'm low on troops. Yeah, I mean that's the thing too, is if you'd wait a little longer, Luke Evans would have ran out of power. But you he know? didn't know that. He, he didn't, didn't know that, but I'm just saying he went balls deep in three days. <laughs> he yeah. was like, one you killed ten guys? No big deal. How about a thousand guys? You killed them. All right. Hundo. Hundred thousand guys. They're all here. You know, I don't know. He just he went so hard on him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But so like, anyway, Luke Evans still comes out on top. I forget how he did it though. Good yeah. for him. He unleashes the sun. So all the vampires, including himself, they all die. Yeah, he stakes a guy. He oh, does yeah. that. He stakes the douche the old man. Oh yeah, the vampire. The yeah, man. who's the one who's like, Oh, we're gonna eat your son now. Yeah. He's like, Yeah, because once your son's gone, then you'll then you'll be not distracted and we can be an evil army of death. And he's like no yeah yeah so but that was cool because like it shows how much more powerful he was because the guy said you get a taste of the power yeah you only get the full powers after you drink the blood so like then he gets the the power like he brings in like you said those storm clouds to black out the sun so that they can fight him and then pretty cool yeah kills them all but he doesn't die just them yeah i that was the twist i didn't see coming i didn't see him killing everyone including himself which is cool but then the Rastafarian vamp simp comes and he gives him some blood so that he revives. I was like, oh, that's how you do it. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. Another, did you notice when he finally drank his, the wife's blood mm. and uh, the original vampire was able to come out of his cave? Did you notice his like features start to turn more human? So he started to go from that monster to yeah. more human. I, that was something I didn't catch the first time I remember watching it. Uh huh. Just because it's very subtle. Yeah. Like, just color comes back and he wrinkles go away. Yeah, that but. that was interesting. And then we like fast forward into the future. Oh yeah. And let me tell you, this is a this okay. This is weird because they, we go into the future. It's like modern day. Luke Evans is there and he's like sees a girl that looks remarkably like his uh you know his old wife from yeah. death who died so long ago yeah so is the thing that she was reincarnated yeah i think so the one of the quotes right is a poem mm-hmm. if i can pull it up here um where is it um why think of why think separately of this life and the next when one is born from the last and mm. so that's like the theme there with them like so her soul was born again and he was here to woo her and let me tell you when that happened, when he came and he like said a little quote or whatever, went to like woo her, 
Bailey squealed. (laughs) She was so excited about it. Luke Evans is a hot man, as we all know. Of course. Um, He is like, I've always described him as, uh, you know, dollar store Orlando Bloom. Orlando Mm. Bloom is dime store Orlando Bloom. So he's like Orlando Bloom, but better and more manly and thicker. Yeah. He has better hair. He has a better beard. He has a thicker body. He sings. He sings. He is the better version of Orlando yeah, Bloom in yeah. all ways. He's better looking because he's a little more rugged, just a slightly, just yeah. got the touch. Yeah, because Orlando Bloom is too elfish yeah. and like young and slender, whereas Luke Evans is that filled out man. Yeah. You know? So, and that's, you know, they kind of go off together, and then you see Charles Dance is there ready for the next step, which took him long enough. Come on, a thousand years. But. So I, it was interesting. It was an interesting way to leave it off and be like, oh, this could be a really cool next movie. Yeah. And then what happened? All the, all these, all these guys like, you know, these California boys <laughs> like you, you were part of this, Cody. You were in California at some point in your life. Mm. You killed it. I you looked at this project. movie and you said, I hate it. <laughs> Who cares that the wife's neck doesn't have any bite marks when they're doing the funeral? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And I was like, he bit her like on the back, of yeah, back right of the right neck, like back. back here. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it could have been. So- it really could have been something. Yeah. It needed just uh, maybe, you know, maybe a little bit bigger name director, or maybe maybe not even the director did fine actually. I mean, maybe just the writing team could well, have like been a step higher. One or two casting choices, and you've kind of really got something going. Yeah, and I do remember. I think I didn't do a ton of research this time around. But I remember going deep down a rabbit hole closer to when the movie came out that it was going to be a longer movie and have a little bit more to it. Mm-hmm. But the studio came back and said, no, no, that's not what this is. This is a monster action movie. You know, don't mm-hmm. dive into the internal struggle. Don't yeah, dive into this. What is, you know, like, is it better to do the wrong thing for the right reason or the right thing for the wrong reason kind of stuff? You know, like what's, all these like really good things to go into that it, they're like yeah. kind of have to just cut short. And it's things too, because you talked about this being, you know, originally they're like, hey, it's going to be part, you know, we're going to bring back Dracula, Frankenstein, Invisible Man, Mummy, Wolfman, you know, and instead we ended up with, okay, I, I don't know if they did the Frankenstein one, or is that, that wasn't the... I Frankenstein. The I Frankenstein, was that supposed no. to be it? That's a different one. I don't so, even know, was this, I don't even think this was part this was pre them planning that dark universe or whatever. Well, this says Thanks. this, according to this, it says the film was intended to be started of a reboot of universal studios, monsters universe. Oh, okay. Um, you know, so it names those movies and then it was revealed. It's not going to be part of it, but you know, you see the mummy happened. We see the invisible man happened also. Yeah. With but the 10th of the budget and they also, you know, they scrapped it. They're like, mummy, I don't know. Invisible man, I don't know. It'll just be a straight horror movie. We'll just do that separate. You know, it's not going to be Johnny Depp anymore. It's just, it's interesting that, yeah. I don't know, Invisible Man was great. This movie was actually so- more solid than I would have expected. And it's like, okay, why didn't you just go all in, make it 40 minutes longer, give it more behind it, a little bit bigger budget. You could have actually done it. Which I think I said when we were talking, I think when we did The Invisible Man, I pointed out that everybody says, well, you know, Marvel did this with the MCU, right? And I think the reason so all these other universes, you know, like we see DC struggling, we see the this like monster universe struggling real hard, is because there isn't that Kevin Feige 
there yeah, to there, push it to there say isn't someone who you know they need to get a nerd who loves those universal monster movies and it's like how can we do it in a modern way and i want to be the mastermind of it yeah and there just isn't that person yeah there's no one saying like if you won't look i'll put up half the budget or something you know like that's what they need and i think one day you know you'll probably get that someone coming up and saying look I think this can win. I think these you got some real winners here. Mm-hmm. It's just hard because... Just do it. It's just... Yeah. I mean, these movies haven't been staples for so long. Even, you know, they did a Wolfman movie in, like, the 2000s or 2010-ish. And that, like... They're like, oh, it's going to be the best effects. We got... It's not Josh Brolin, but someone like that to do it. And it was just like, yeah, it was eh. You know? Yeah. And I, just, I don't think it has, like, the history where, like, at least the Marvel... It's like the comic books are beloved. It's got the whole universe of it. Yeah. I just, it's not recent enough. There isn't, so you know, you can reboot something that's 20 or 30 years old. It's like, oh, the people that grew up with it, they've got kids, they've got, you know, that are into it. Yeah. And it works on those levels. Whereas with this, it's like, okay, well, you know, the people that were into these movies in the 30s and 40s, like that, that generation isn't here with children that you can tie it together and make it a thing, you know? Yeah. But you also got to remember, like, most people didn't know who Iron Man was when those movies came out. And Marvel made them make three before they were like, all right, we'll start. Well, you can have another one. You can have another yeah. superhero. Yeah, I just... They made a lot of bad Hulk movies mm-hmm. before they got, a, you know, to sure. good Iron Man movies. Yeah. Uh, I learned just now that Charles Dance would sleep through the makeup sessions. So he would just fall asleep and then wake up with a full face of Dracula makeup on and get scared seeing himself in the mirror. That's fun. He's such a treasure. I love him. Yeah. Yeah. Game of Thrones introduced me to him, but then I started to realize how many other movies I've seen with him in them. The first, you know, his even, which, which, it was the, which one of the James Bonds is the last Roger Moore one, I think, that he's one of the henchmen. And you're like, He'll, he has like two lines and you're oh, like, yeah, oh yeah. my gosh, you are so, so much good. better yeah. actor than everyone else in the movie. Wow. Wow. I, there's two other Game of Thrones people in this too. Art Parkinson and Paul K. were also in that in Game of Thrones. Minor characters, I'm guessing, or side yeah. characters. Um, I also learned that this screenplay was on a list in 2006 where it was like the most liked unmade scripts. I didn't, this script's been around for, was around for like eight years before. Yeah. It was made in anything. And it's good. Sam Worthington was supposed to be in it originally, who is a person. He's from, he's the guy from Avatar, I think. Oh, yeah. That's, I'm so glad. Luke Evans Evans is better. So much better. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's so much better. Wow. But, oh, Oh, God. Charles Dance was also in some of the Underworld movies. He was in one of the Underworld movies as a vampire. Interesting. I think he's played a vampire three or four times. I think he was also in, um, vampire hunter in like 2012 yeah and uh yeah he's been all over it might have been in dracula 2000 i forget this guy by the way this is the guy that i uh, could have done yeah, without he's, he's a weaselly little uh, blonde boy he's very blonde on a scale of one to blonde he's very blonde he is from poland so probably from closer to transylvania than most of the other people yeah that they i mean everyone's from the uk in this movie like yeah. all the turks and Transylvanians. Um, I, oh, here, okay, this is what this says. Talking about, like, the it being part of that dark monsters universe. Yeah. 
So it was in production before they decided they wanted a cinematic universe. And they caught wind of it just in time to be like, oh, let's throw in that present day epilogue scene so that it could be part of it. So I, I didn't realize that, but they were like, yeah. oh, we'll, let, we'll throw that in there. I didn't realize that was like an afterthought. Yeah, it's a it's a good movie. I know you were expecting it to be just utter and complete trash. Yeah, which it is in the trash show, but it's good. You see, the trash isn't always so bad. That's true. I and mean, some of these things, they're just these neglected projects that had so much more potential, but still came out. You know, they still showed up. I know, Cody. Can you trust me. I know. I'm curious. I'm curious here. to see what the next one is. Cody, here's the Be thing. Be kind to me. I I have designed something I have dubbed the machine. No. Cody, the all machine. Right. All right. So as I pull up the machine, give me give me give me your final thoughts here. Okay. Give me give me your final thoughts before I pull it up. I just can't get over how comfy Boog is just sitting so there with you. It's so, precious. So there's the machine. I meant to turn the laptop towards you so you could see it. I I was gonna say, do you need me to you want to Slide lean, over? lean over here so you can see the machine. Can you see it? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to tell the machine to do the thing. <gasps> the next movie. You built a randomizer for Tyler's trash movies? Yes, the, called it the machine. <laughs> and the next film is the one that I hoped against all hope it would be. Should we? Do you want me to tell what it is? Cody, what did it say? What is Robin the, Hood? Robin Hood. I take it this is the Ben Mendelsohn Robin Hood? Taron Egerton, Jamie yes. Foxx Robin Hood? Yes. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> the Chinese one? Yes. Built for Chinese audiences, Robin Hood. All right. Yes. Audience, yeah. pray for me, you know? Just... Ooh, it's... Send me your thoughts and prayers. It's the worst movie for sure, but it's going to be a fun time. Uh, all right. Well... I mean, I would almost recommend this movie. I mean, if you're looking for just, I don't want to have to think too hard. I want to enjoy quality content that I don't have to commit to a series or commit to it. 90 minutes is not bad at all. And Luke Evans does his darnest. There's the eye candy factor. Uh, I I don't think I'll watch it again, but I wouldn't tell someone not to watch it. Yeah. The only reason I wouldn't really recommend this to people that are like super into movies is that it is kind of frustrating how good, like, seeing how good it could have been. Yeah. It's hard to watch. But other than that, yeah, I think it's a good movie. It is a good, you know, date night movie. Or yeah. Like, uh, just, you know, I'm bored. I want to watch it's something. It's got some action. It's got a little romance and eye candy. And it's got a little bit of the spooky vibe. It's, it's kind of a three-in-one deal. Yeah. You got the spooky monsters vibe, got the action vibe, and got the romance vibe. It's... Yeah. Bailey, Bailey liked it. Yeah. And you liked it. There's a bat punch. And there's a bat punch. So what else do you need? Punches the ground with bats. With bats. Yeah. Is there anything else to say? I mean, I don't know. I think it's it's the perfect movie. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for uh, inducting me into the clan. Yeah. The the not that clan. The other the the not racist one. Yeah. The good. Tyler's trash. Yeah. Troop. You know, not the troop. Let's yeah. Just, yeah, let's do that. There let's we go. not do the other one. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. And you can uh, oh, yeah. you can share us, rate us, review us. I'm on Facebook now, I'm on Twitter, opinion at opinion havers. All right. Mm-hmm. Do you want to yell at me? 
you can yell at me. I'm 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 getting out there. I'm posting things sometimes, and uh, we're here. Yeah, share us with your friend and your mom and your grandma. Share us, but not with your stepdad. Your female relatives that are older. You can share us with every relative except for your stepdad. No stepdad's allowed. Unless he's cool, then you can share us with yeah, him. Then that's okay. Thanks for listening, and until next time, watch movies. And have opinions. I didn't mention one thing. I forget who it was. Someone says, listen, and then just never finishes the thought. <laughs> just like a 30-second pause, and I was like, don't say listen, then don't follow it up. What's that about? They were listening for the bat punch. He also runs his finger through the people, but that's less cool than the punch. Yeah, Because no. he also punches and breaks the... Anyway, yeah, I should probably end the podcast. <laughs>